Welcome to Vacation Buzz. My name is Mike Miller with Freedom to Roam Travel. This is your podcast for travel headlines, tips, reviews, and more. Welcome to Vacation Buzz. My name is Mike Miller with Freedom to Roam Travel. So after a long hiatus, I am back with headlines and a review of Mariner of the Seas. But let's jump into some headlines first before we jump into that review. Um, Juneau, Alaska has announced that they are going to place limits on cruise ships for the 2024 Alaska season. Um, they will reduce it down to a no more than five ships in big, large ships in port, uh, per day. Um, now this is not really going to reduce the number of port calls in 2023. They're expected to have 660 and in 2024, 672, but what it'll do is spread it out. What they're just trying to do is make it a little bit better experience for those guests that are arriving, as well as the residents of the town. Juneau is the capital of Alaska, um, and it is on an island, and the only access to it is by boat or by plane. Um, Port of Nassau. uh, If you've been to the Bahamas, you've been to Nassau. If you've done a short cruise, you've been to Nassau, Bahamas. And you remember walking off the ship and it just not being a very good experience. Well, they are, uh, they've done a lot of work over the past couple of years and have built a brand new port area. Um, my understanding is going to be very welcoming. You're going to walk in, you're going to have some Bahamian culture. Um, they're going to have an amphitheater with some entertainment, some shops. There's going to be a Junkano museum. The piers have been repaired and, and it, the pictures I've seen and looking on the port cam, it looks like it's really going to be a uh you know a fantastic new port um it'll be great to go and check it out as we move uh move forward i think i'm probably gonna go uh on celebrity uh in january and that stops in nassau so hopefully i'll get to see that exciting news for port canaveral princess cruise line will be home porting there out of there for the first time ever uh, they are moving the Caribbean Princess there at the end of 2024 in November. She will sail six-day and eight-day itineraries from Port Canaveral uh, to the Eastern and Western Caribbean. Uh, ports including St. Thomas, St. Martin, San Juan, Grand Turk, as well as in the West Western Caribbean, Cozumel, Costa Maya, Belize City, and Roatan, and uh, of course, that's Mahogany Bay in Honduras. So that is exciting news. Can't wait to uh, to uh, see Caribbean Princess come up. I really enjoy the Princess product. Uh, haven't sailed Caribbean Princess, but we will uh, we'll probably be booking that uh, late 2024, early 2025. So not sure when that's going to open up, but I will keep you guys apprised. All right, so let's jump into my review of my cruise on Mariner of the Seas. So as I mentioned, in April, I sailed on Royal Caribbean's Mariner of the Seas from Port Canaveral, Florida. It was a five-night itinerary to Perfect Day at Coco Cay in the Bahamas and Cozumel, Mexico. Now, this was my second time on Mariner of the Seas, and I've really grown to like that class of ship, which is the Voyager class. Uh, as well as the Freedom class, which I've been on Independence of the Seas, something that definitely you want to consider when you look at uh, Royal Caribbean. 
Now, in my review, I want to cover my cabin, the food, entertainment, activities, and ports of call. But first, let's jump into my cabin. Now, for this cruise, I had a balcony cabin, and this was my first balcony on Royal Caribbean. Um, the the cool part about it is I wanted to see what how big the balcony was, if there was a big difference, and it was definitely a little bit bigger than what there, I've had on Carnival. Um, I really liked the storage in the room. Uh, there were several drawers and lots of closet space, uh, plus a lots of room to spread out. It was myself and my nephew. We had the two twin beds, and it really never felt very crowded. Uh, I thought it was a perfect size room. The balcony was wide, or I should say not wide, it was really deep. And you had these chairs that reclined, and you could sit facing forward and recline all the way back, which was different from when I was on Carnival, where you actually had to turn the chair to be able to recline all the way back. So I really like that. And that's actually a fairly new thing to find on ships now. Um, the location of the cabin was pretty good. We were all the way in the very back of the ship which made it great because we just had to go up a few decks and the Windjammer Lido Buffet was right there. Um, I think it was pretty quiet. It never really got a lot of noise. It's one of the things when you're back behind the um, those aft elevators, you really don't get a lot of noise because you're not getting that, that through traffic. So it makes it kind of nice. So let's talk about some of the food. Um, everyone wants to know about the food and honestly, I can't blame them. Uh, first, in the dining room, we had uh, dinner uh, all but one night and breakfast one morning. Aside from Princess, I would say Royal Caribbean has the best dining room service. And the food was fantastic. My favorite being the salmon and the key lime pie. I, you can't miss the key lime pie. Next time you sail on Royal Caribbean, you got to jump on that. The one bad experience I had was the calamari. It was way, way too chewy to the point where you couldn't even chew it. Um, but not to worry, my waiter, Andre, uh, he brought me a Caesar salad pretty quick and all was good. Um, which I like the Caesar salad on Royal Caribbean. They're pretty, it's, it's better, I think, than other cruise lines. I do want to mention the dinner menu. There's been a lot of talk about that, uh, and a lot of talk about the changes that have been made. It has been shrunk a little bit. I will say they did reduce it down. Um, prior to a few months ago, they would have had a section on the menu that had, uh, you know, items that were on there every night, an appetizer, entrees, as well as desserts. And those were on there every night, maybe two, three or four items. And then they had a section of three or four items that were that changed up every night. What from what I can tell, they got rid of the ones that were there every night. There might have been one item that was there all the time, but for the most part, everything was new each night. And it, they it had kind of a theme as well. I think one night was Caribbean, one night was um, uh, Indian, I believe. But they had different different options. And I still felt the selection was pretty good all uh, for the appetizers, the entrees, and the desserts. Um, they even have the upcharge uh, steaks and lobster if you do want to get that. Now, breakfast was great as well. They have a, a full menu of pancakes, eggs benedict, um, yogurts, all kinds of stuff you can get. Uh, I think they even had the steak and eggs. 
I honestly, I had the pancakes. I always get the pancakes, and they were just, of course, fantastic. Now, the Mariner has a great Lido buffet, which, which is the Windjammer, located on deck 11 in the very back of the ship. Uh, they have a huge selection for all of their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, made to order eggs, pancakes, waffles, and French toast for breakfast, plus just a ton more. Um, lunch or dinner, you could get burgers, a slice from the carving station, or some Indian food, and just so many more options. Now, for breakfast, I love to eat outside, and Royal really does not have that option, at least anywhere close to the Windjammer. Um, good examples, for example, uh, on Carnival Vista class or, uh, you know, even Mardi Gras, when in the behind the, the Lido Marketplace, you have an outdoor area and you have seating out there where you can go out and eat. They don't really have that. You could go out by the pool, but you've got to come out of the Windjammer. It's just a little awkward uh, compared to uh, what I found on Carnival. But I do rate the Windjammer high compared to the other uh, ship buffets. Also on deck 11 is the doghouse. Now this is just what you might imagine, a hot dog counter. Uh, they have regular hot dogs, sausage dogs, and all the fixings. Um, they are okay, but not something I will run back to like I would a guy's burger or uh, a taco from Blue Iguana uh, on Carnival. Just not something I would run back to. Now, on deck five is the Cafe Promenade, where you get pizza, small little sandwiches, uh, desserts, and you can even purchase specialty coffee there. Um, they also have a section where you can get complimentary water, lemonade, and coffee. That's usually available up until around 3 o'clock in the morning, and I think they open at like 6 or 7, so the majority of the day and the night, you can go there and get these items. Now, the pizza may not be available early in the morning, um, but the coffee, uh, some of the breakfast sandwiches, things like that are. Now, I think the pizza is great on Royal Caribbean. Um, I think it beats Carnival. That's just my opinion. I'd be interested to see what others are, but I just think it's really good. And they do have some uh, desserts as well. And now these desserts, they seem to match up with the ones that were in uh, the Windjammer. So if there was something you liked in Windjammer, you'll be able to get it in the uh, Promenade Cafe, or Cafe Promenade, I should say. Now, there are some dining options we did not take advantage of. Um, you have Jamie's Italian, uh, the Chop House, which is a steakhouse, Azumi's, uh, which is a sushi uh, tapenaki bar. Uh, they also have Johnny Rockets. Now, I did have a milkshake in Johnny Rockets, uh, and that was really good. Had that on the last night, but I didn't eat in there. They had some weird hours for dinner. Um, I guess I could have had lunch, but dinner was it was open at, it closed at five and opened up at nine. It was really strange. I never did find out the reasoning behind that, but uh, maybe I will at some point. Now, for entertainment on Mariner, you have stage shows, a 70s and 80s party, live music, and a great casino. Uh, I did spend some time in the casino. Actually, I think it was in there. Me and my nephew were in there every night, and I we had a good time. Um, I don't know. I think I walked away fairly even, so uh, playing roulette. That was a lot of fun. Um, that never really smelled that much smoke. 
unless you had somebody at the table. It, it just, I just never really smelled it. One of my tests is that whether or not when I walk out, if my shirt smells like smoke and never had that, had that problem. Now I only went to one of the shows in the theater and that was a guy stage name. I'm sure Jason magic, which is a magician and comedian. And honestly, I have not laughed that much in a long time. Uh, this is a show that shows up on your Royal Caribbean sailing. You definitely want to check it out. He brought people up on stage, and it was just a lot of fun. Now, in the bars, they have had uh, they had a band in Boleros. They had uh, a man playing a piano in Schooner's Bar, and a solo guitarist in uh, the Barnacle and Barrel Pub. Now, I never really heard the guitarist in the pub, but I love the Latin band, which I believe was the Zuko Trio in Boleros. They were fantastic. They played Latin music, but then they also played some rock music. So they were really, really good. Um, now you also have Movies Under the Stars, which I didn't didn't really do anything with, but I did go to some of the game, did go one of the game shows. And one of the one I went to is called Finish the Lyric. Now I did this one, I, I checked this out uh, when I was on Mariner the first time, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um you can, uh, you know, what happens is they'll play a, a track, you'll listen to the track, and then they'll stop it, and then somebody has to run up and grab the mic and finish that lyric. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we had the, the 70s party that they do right there in the promenade. Uh, Mark, the cruise director, was there, and he did a great job as usual. I thought he was really good. It's always it's always a lot of fun to go to those parties because they're playing the, the the fun music and they're doing uh, you know dance and that kind of thing. It's just a lot of fun. Now um, there is a place at the top of the ship called the Viking Crown Lounge. Um, I, well, I, I still call it that, but I think it's actually called Ellington's. And this is a bar during the day, and then it's a nightclub at night. This is where they do the silent disco. So if you like that that silent disco where they give you the headphones and everybody's dancing to different music, that would be the place you would check that out. Um, I think they also did that in the promenade at one point, but I know that I know for sure they did it in Ellington's. And the view from up there is fantastic. It's a great place to go, especially in the evening. You go up and get a drink and watch the sunset absolutely fantastic definitely something you want to do at least once during the cruise and during the day it's pretty quiet uh and you got the comfortable chairs the great view something you want to check out now the activities up on deck so you sea day what are you going to do so there are water slides there's pools the solarium the basketball court flow rider rock climbing uh even miniature golf um you definitely were not going to get bored. Um, it can be a little hard to find a, a chair by the pool on sea day. Um, but if you don't have to be by the pool, if you can sit somewhere else up on deck 12 along the jogging track, there's you'll usually find some seating. Now, I did not do the flow rider this time. I've done it before. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I did do the water slides a couple of times, uh, actually more than a couple of times, 
and that's that, that's one of my favorite things to do on the ship. I don't know why. It's just a lot of fun. Um, the solarium is the adult only area, sixteen ages sixteen and up. There's a great bar. There are comfy seats with you know comfortable loungers. Some are in the shade. Some are in the sun. They have uh, gigantic um, hot tubs, one on each side of the ship, and then they also have uh, some day beds. Those, all those seats can be very difficult to get um, if you're out there. If you get out there too late in the morning, you're going to have a hard time. But uh, you know, if you're not picky, you should be able to find something. Definitely the day beds. People camped out there and they stayed there the entire time. Now there are two other bars um, that are by the main pool. You have the Sky Lounge, which is up on deck 12, and you have the pool bar. Both of them, I thought the service was fantastic, was great. You really didn't wait very long at the bar. You walked up, you ordered a drink, and you were good to go. It seems like they always had enough people there, no matter how many uh, guests were at the at the counter. Um, that was just fantastic. It, it, you never really waited very long. So that was Mariner of the Seas, and next we're going to jump into my trip to a Perfect Day of Coco Cay and Cozumel. All right, so let's talk about the ports of call. Perfect Day of Coco Cay in the Bahamas, as well as Cozumel, Mexico. Now, Perfect Day of Coco Cay is Royal Caribbean's private island destination. Um, if you remember a few years ago, they did a full renovation on the island, adding the water park, beach club, adding to the beaches, dining, all of that. So here you're going to have three beaches, lots of food options, a large freshwater pool, and even a water park. Now, most of my time was spent at Chill Island at Chill Beach. This is kind of the quieter area with no music playing. And, you know, the swimming area is kind of protected by some jetties over to the, to the side. Now, if you want to do some snorkeling, this is the place to go. Um, I saw lots of fish, uh, especially around the rocks. I will suggest wearing a vest if the swell is really high. Um, I know the couple times, that, actually three times I've been there, uh, the swell has been a little high right there. So, you know, wear a vest, and if you're going to really swim out, um, wear fins. And that is something I wish I had had because there is a boat, um, I think it's about 100 yards out that you can swim. And uh, you can swim out there and see this sunken boat, and it's supposed to be pretty cool and lots of, uh, lots of big fish out there. So something you'd want to check out. Um, you know, if you're ever up there. Now, in Shill Island is where you will find Shill Grill, um, it, kind of a food paradise with a taco bar, burgers, barbecue, a salad bar, and just so much more. Plus, most importantly, the ice cream machine. But my quest was for the chicken sandwich at the Snack Shack. Um, there are three or four of these snack shacks uh, around the island. Um, there you're going to get chicken sandwiches, burgers, uh, salads, desserts, all of that stuff. Pretty much anything you'd want, you're, you'll be able to get there. Any kind of beach food. It's just, it's fantastic. Now, later in the afternoon, we headed over to Sunset Beach, which is a little more active uh, with a basketball court, beach games, and a floating bar. Now, the floating bar is pretty cool. You swim out about maybe 50 yards if that and uh, you just have this great view drinks um 
water's about four to five feet when you get out there. So just manage that appropriately. But, you know, you get out there, there's stairs to climb up. And like I said, you just have this great view. You have some seats along the railing and on the bar. Um, it's not very big, so you're not going to have a lot of people out there. Uh, but it's a great place to go check out and have a drink. And just a, just a note, your drink package uh, works on the island. So if you have the Royal Caribbean drink package, you'll be able to use it even at that bar. Um, and also something I did not mention, the food is all included. So you don't have to worry about buying food like at the Snack Shack. Now, after, uh, after that, we headed over to the Oasis Lagoon. Um, this is the largest freshwater pool in the Caribbean. Now, if you want a quiet pool experience, go in the morning. Um, but if you want kind of a DJ and partying, you want to go in the afternoon. Um, there's a swim-up bar, lots of chairs around, and there's an area where there is a zero-entry section. So you can uh, easily walk in if you have any kind of... Um, uh, mobility issues or anything like that. Now, I haven't done the water park yet. The pricing is just a little high for me. Um, just to, I, I can't see paying $80 to $90 for the day when I do have water parks down the road. It's just something I don't do. But if you're somebody from up north, somewhere that you don't have water parks very often, and you're especially if you're there in the winter, it's definitely something you want to consider doing. Um, it does have the highest water slide in North America. So it, it, there's tons of slides and there's a wave pool and all that stuff. So it is a really cool water park. Now the amenities on the island include bathrooms, uh, several towel stations, which by the way, that is a big plus because one of the things I like to do is I'll, you know, I'll bring a towel off the ship with me but then I will exchange it out for dry towels throughout the day. So as I'm, you know, going from the beach to the pool, I'll exchange it out. And then even coming back to the ship, I'll exchange it out as well. Now there is a, also a trolley that will take you around the island. Um, I believe it even picks up at the ship and it takes you to pretty much every location on the island. Um, there are cabanas for rent by the pool and on the beach, and even ones that are over the water. Now, these run about $1,000 to $1,500 uh, for the day, and but it does cover for eight people. So you have, I believe you have water and, and drinks in the, in the cooler or, you know, refrigerator. You have shade. You have uh, loungers. It's, it's, you know, uh, it is an experience. It is something you want to take a look at doing. And if you have eight people, it's really not that bad when you, when you think about it per person and the experience that you get. They also have the beach club, which is uh, little, it is, it is a calls to that. I believe it's around $125 per person for the day. Um, you have access to a private beach. You have um, a, uh, of course, loungers. You have an infinity pool, restaurant, all of that. So, it's, there's a lot to do there. Coco, Coco Key is probably one of my favorite private islands um, for a lot to do. Um, I do like Half Moon Key as well, which is uh, one that Carnival uses all the time. But I think those two islands are, are probably the best out of the, out of the private islands. Um, <clears throat> now, I haven't tried MSC's Ocean Key, which from what I've been told is pretty nice as well. 
All right, so then we had uh, Day at Sea and then went to Cozumel, Mexico. Now, Cozumel is an island uh, right off the Yucatan Peninsula. Now, in Cozumel, my sister and I did the Tulum and Cenote Shore excursion. Now, normally, I would avoid these long tours but because I just don't want to spend the entire day on an excursion, but I am so glad I did this. Now, the excursion takes you to the ruins of Tulum on the mainland and then the Cenotes at Casa Tortuga. To get there, you do need to take the ferry from Cozumel to Playa del Carmen on the mainland, and it is a little bit rough. So it is something, if you have motion sickness, you want to make sure you have something uh, to take prior to leaving as well as coming back, and then, you know, or have wristbands or something to help with that, uh, with that motion sickness. I did see quite a few people, quite a few people that were laid out um, because of it. Now, our guides, Diego and Carlos, met us at the pier, and we had our private ferry to the island and then escorted us through the streets of Playa del Carmen to the motor coach. Um, now, the ferry ride is about 45 minutes, and the, the, the motor coach to Tulum is about 45 to 50 minutes, so it is a little bit of a ride. But it really wasn't bad. They kept us entertained. They talked about Mexico and talked about you know some of the history of Tulum and all of that so it was it was really pretty good now first a little history um Tulum was constructed by the Mayans and occupied during the 13th to 15th centuries uh, they worshiped the great descending god and the area was used for commerce with central and south american countries as well as other Mayan tribes now when we arrived at the park the guy gave us uh, the history, talked about some of the buildings, and then we had some free time to explore. But we just, uh, you know, we just didn't have enough time. I felt we needed, I felt like you needed more time there. I think doing Tulum as a, an individual shore excursion is a little bit better. Now, there are several buildings in the park, um, and then there's this huge cliff that you can overlook, which is absolutely amazing. And then you have the, their temple right there next to the cliff. You can't go in the buildings anymore, unfortunately. People have uh, gone in and carved on the walls, so they stop people from going in. So, unfortunately, you can't do that anymore. Now, prior to, uh, you know, prior to arriving on the motor coach, what we did was ordered uh, tacos. And so what they did is they took orders. They turned them into this place called Slushies, which is right outside the park. Um, and then we picked them up afterwards. About $12 for three tacos, and they were really good. You had your choice of chicken, um, uh, steak, or fish. And I had the chicken. It was really good. My sister had the fish, and she said it was fantastic. So uh it, you know really good tacos the only thing i wish is that we had more time to kind of sit down and relax and eat them we kind of had to jump on the bus and, and go now after tulum it was about a 20 minute ride over to the cenotes which are underground rivers and we had the chance to swim in a cenote where the river was open and then through a cave at the open section we had about 20 minutes um, which wasn't bad but I really wish we had more time there. Um, but the water was just crystal clear, and it felt incredible because it was pretty hot. So it was chilly, but, but felt incredible. And then you had um, a couple of places where you could jump in. They had a raised wind, maybe about uh, ten feet or so, where you could jump in the water because it was, you know, it was pretty deep. So if you uh, if you have trouble swimming, make sure you wear the life vest that they give you. Uh, it's not required there. 
now once we finished over there, then we went over to the cave. Now this is a about a, a sixty yards. You go down into the step, go down these steps. It takes you into the into the cave, um, which is about the water is about forty five to fifty feet deep. You're going to wear um, a, a life vest. They always require you to wear the life vest. And you actually sw you swim through this cave, and it is amazing. You don't really have to work very hard because it, it flows through there. So you're, you know, it just kind of takes you through. And it was, it was great. Water was cold, um, but you just didn't notice. You're surrounded by all this limestone and you know it's it's fairly dark in there so just a really cool experience um i'm really glad i did this i would actually say that this was my um this was the highlight i would think now they do have changing rooms showers they have a place i believe they had a place where you could get food and drink and just some snacks if you wanted to um, and I think they had a bar as well, so you could grab drinks. It is a park, so you can go here, I believe, on your own. I, I think I would want to do this as an individual short excursion rather than doing it with the with Tulum, just like doing Tulum separate. I think that doing them individually would be a little bit nicer because I think you'd have more time. A couple things I recommend for this excursion. Number one, make sure you have walking shoes um, and comfortable walking shoes because you are going to do a lot of walking, especially in Tulum. Um, it is a also a little bit of a trip from the ferry over to the uh, to the motor coach. So, you know, make sure you have those w walking shoes and, and you don't have any issues with walking because you're going to do a lot of it. Number two, make sure that you have uh, water shoes with you. You're going to do, you're going to be in some areas where um, you you know, you're, you're not going to be able to have your shoes with you and you're going to be walking on gravel and rocks and all that. So having those water shoes is going to be beneficial. So, and number three, remember it is a full day tour. So, you know, don't try to plan anything else while you're in Cozumel. You are going to be doing this for the entire day. We met at the, in the theater, I believe at 8 a.m. And we walked back on the ship at 5.30. So it is a a full day trip but i tell you i am so so glad i did it now after the tour we headed back uh on you know to the ferry and then headed back on to the ship um you know overall i think this was a fantastic tour and would definitely highly recommend somebody do it now let's talk about the overall uh trip uh, this was a great trip. This was actually a, a family trip. It was kind of my birthday vacation. Um, it was with my uh, stepsister, my sister, as well as my nephew. And uh, we had a fantastic time. Um, it was a great trip. The food was great. Um, I really like Royal Caribbean's experience. I think that when you compare the the cruises say between royal caribbean and carnival i think it's a little more relaxed and you have a little bit more i think you have a little bit more time to decompress than you do on carnival now if you're looking for a lot to do and you know constant activities and that kind of thing then carnival is going to be the one but if you want to have a little bit more relaxing these smaller ships like mariner independence freedom navigator 
these are great ships for that, uh, you know, with the solarium and some really quiet areas. And it's not, the ship is not huge. So you're not spending a lot of time walking around. So a couple tips I would say about Mariner, uh, don't sleep on the shows. Make sure you enjoy, go see those. They are fantastic. And then when you're in Coco Cay, explore. Don't just hang out on the on one beach. You know, go over to Chill Beach and Sunset Beach. And there's another one. Can't think of the name of it. It's a little bit further out. But go see some of these other beaches. Hang out by the pool. Um, if you if you want, go and do the water park. There's so much to do. Definitely go and explore. So that is my uh, review of Mariner of the Seas and my trips to Coco Cay and Cozumel. So if you guys have any questions or, you know, you need more information about this ship, these islands, or any type of cruising, feel free to send me an email. Give me a call. Uh, my information is down in the show notes. But otherwise, thank you for listening and you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Vacation Buzz. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a comment. For assistance with your travel needs, email me mike at freedomtoroamtravel.com. My contact info is in the show notes. Have a fantastic week and keep cruising.